Welcome to episode 23 of the unofficial Gilmore Girls podcast. I'm Alicia. And I'm Dave. And this week we will be discussing season 2, episode 7, Like Mother, Like Daughter. I really enjoyed this episode. Yeah, I picked this episode because it's it was pretty... Although there was like a little bit of like funny drama, it, as far as like overall Gilmore Girls dramatic moments, it, there was a lack of that, which is kind of cool. It was just a fun Gilmore Girls episode that reminded me of why I love the show so much. This episode reminded me a, a lot about why I, you know, fell in love with the Gilmore Girls. Not so much why, you know, like what got me hooked with the show. You know what I mean? Like with the whole puffs thing and the whole. You know, stuff going on at Chilton and little inside jokes that they had. and Just the back and forth banter between Lorelai and Rory. There was plenty of that in this mm-hmm. episode. And also, this episode uh, helped develop Paris more as a character, and I really enjoyed watching that happen. Only knowing in the future that she's going to end up being her best friend, to look back in hindsight, it looks really, it's really fun to watch. And it also didn't have any boyfriend drama. Yeah, it was just all. This was a very all about the girls kind of episode, wasn't it? Yeah, that was pretty good because mm. you know, Logan's not in the picture yet, and I could care less about Dean and Jess, and so didn't have to deal with that this episode. And Lorelai and Luke aren't together yet, and so we didn't have to look at any of that. So it was just good to see the girls interact with other women and how they f- tried to fit into the Chilton world. So. Right. One thing I do want to mention before we get started on the episode itself is that we have a new member in our family, and you might hear him during the podcast because he can't be out of our sight right now. He (laughs) cries when we disappear. We got a puppy, and his name is Cooper. We rescued a puppy. Yeah, we rescued him from the animal shelter about a week ago. and He's a cute little black lab. It's very cool and very well behaved, so you probably won't hear him at all. Yeah, he's not as quirky as Paul Inga, per se, but he does have his own little personality already. He's got his own little way of doing things and doesn't like things a certain way. So it's pretty funny learning what he's all about. So we've had a lot of fun training him this week. So we might post a picture of him up, let you guys see him, see how cute he is. (laughs) So anyways, just wanted to throw that out there in case you do hear him in the background. That's what it is, so. So this episode, I liked the beginning. Lorelai and Rory were in Luke's, and they were calling Luke monosyllabic man because he's always like, yep, hey, coffee. Gotcha. Right up. You know, just very direct. And they caught him, they caught him like, being really nice to some elderly lady that was in the, uh, in the diner. And then they thought, oh, maybe he's in a cheery mood. And he came over there and just, you know, was totally normal with them. wasn't anything special. And then Rory made fun of Lorelai for having a Barry Manilow CD, and she started singing one of his songs, which is pretty funny because she, she knows that she can't sing, and so she wasn't even trying to sing well. She was just trying to sing to make fun of her, and that was pretty funny. And then later on, Rory's getting ready for school, and this kind of reminded me of myself when I was her age and trying to put too many books in your backpack. <laughs> Weighing it down. She's like, this is my bus book. Well, this is an autobiography. Well, this is... Poetry. These are short stories. Right. And when I don't feel like this, you know, a, a biography, I feel like reading a novel. I, I flip over to this book. And it was kind of funny. It's a lot of weight for a little girl to be carrying around. Yeah, I'm sure that they really just had like a pillow or something oh, stuffed yeah. in there. After that scene, I'm pretty sure it went right back to stuffing. And I can have Alexis Bledel carrying around like 30, 40 pounds of just books. So then Rory's at school and, you know, she's like being the loner at lunch and got her headphones on and reading a book. And the guidance counselor comes up and scares the crap out of her and has a talk with her and, you know, tells her 
need to be more sociable at Chilton. She's like, well, I am in class. She's like, well, that's not enough. You know, we have to, we're looking for well-rounded students to recommend to colleges and you need to get more involved. So the next day at lunch, it's, she sits down at a random table and it just happens to be the table of the puffs. A secret society or like a sorority, but in high school. <laughs> right. Which Paris later informs her that there's a bunch of sororities at Chilton, but there's only... No, there's there's, there's only 10 worth mentioning. Right, right. And the puffs is the top one. And I guess Paris comes from a long line of those because she sees Rory. This is like my favorite scene of the whole episode. She sees Rory sitting down at the puff table. And she walks by in the scene. Yeah, she walks by her and then she like backs up almost like you're backing up a car and she's like whoa did i just see what i thought i saw you know and so then later she startles rory in the hall and rory's like oh you're like a pop-up book from hell you know (laughs) and paris is like well did you tell him that you don't like me i know you did and she's like i didn't even mention you what are you talking about paris looked like she was gonna cry in that scene she's like i've done everything that i could possibly could to get them to like me and let me join their their sorority yeah you really felt for her because you know she was you know she was trying to do it because, she, you know, as a, as a front, she wants everybody, everybody to believe that she's doing it for her career and doing it so that she can get, you know, uh, recommendations for college and stuff like that. And it's a good networking thing. But, you know, when she starts to kind of tear up, you can tell that she really wants to be a sister. You know what I mean? She really wants to have friends. I don't, and I don't think she that. necessarily does as much as she doesn't want to disappoint her family because she comes from a long line of puffs. As they say later, she's her family's fully puffed. Oh, that's other, uh, what do you call those, lineages? Or not lineages. She's a legacy, legacy basically. Yeah. And, the gr- <laughs> and the girls know that, too, because they're like, oh, she's a legacy. And they're like, yeah, I hate nepotism. <laughs> but it so makes the funny. world go round. Yeah. So it's pretty funny for me, too, because I can really relate to all that because I was in a sorority in college. And this is like... Other than the Life and Death Brigade scenes with Logan, this is the closest thing they have to Rory being involved with, you know, sororities and fraternities in Greek life. And so it's pretty funny for me. And I know there are a lot of people, girls especially out there like Paris, who will do anything to get in just to have that status, you know. Right, just to say I'm a such and such or I'm part of this sorority or this fraternity. Right, and you know, and... It does, I guess, help you in the real world, too, because Sandra Day O'Connor, they mentioned, was a puff, and she even made the big move to the different table in the cafeteria for lunch. (laughs) It was a big move at the time for her, but, you know, she just had enough in her to do it, or she was that good, as Paris said, so that was pretty funny. I just, just a lot of little funny, quick-witted things in this episode that I really liked, so. And then in the meantime, Lorelai is also going through the same thing, basically, that's why it's called like mother like daughter uh, she goes to chilton to talk to Schnickelfritz charleston as she calls him and you know to tell him that chilton's a cult and she doesn't want rory being forced to socialize with people that she doesn't want to and while she's there he gives her a hard time for not being involved yeah she didn't, he didn't just give her a hard time he totally hustled her like he comes in she comes in there ready to give him a mouthful and by the time she leaves, he completely flipped it around and had her apologizing and then vowing to sign up for different, you know, extracurricular activities that are like parent, you know, organizations and stuff like that. It didn't you know. help that Emily was also pressuring her too. She's like, Lorelai, I can't believe you disgraced the family like this. We've worked so hard getting Rory into Chilton and then you're going to go and ruin it for everybody. <laughs> yeah. So she ends up joining the Boosters Club. Yeah. And the Boosters are... A great organization, as Emily says. They even have matching sweatshirts that they wear sometimes. And Lorelai ends up being, like, the most popular one in the booster. She 
organizes the whole fashion show, and they just absolutely love her. It's, it's an attribute to her character, not not well, her like attitude. You know what I mean? Like Lorelai can adapt and become friends with just about anybody, and that that showed that there. And Emily points out later, you know, well, look how well you're fitting into the world that you, you know, so desperately ran away from. And she does fit into it mm-hmm. because she grew up and was trained to be in it, but she just chooses not to be. Yeah. And she's only doing it as a sacrifice to Rory, just like she did the Friday night dinners with her parents as a sacrifice for Rory. So. And as much as that was a jab, that comment about her, you know, fitting into a society she tried to run away from as a, as a teenager, I, for a moment I thought that she was going to take offense to that. But she didn't. You know what I mean? Like, it quickly turns into it. She cracks a smile, and it doesn't really bother her that much. You know what I mean? Because there's a lot of truth to that. But the, in that, the, her joining the Boosters Club, they end up doing uh, their event is a fashion show. Right. And so they're all, you know, they have the mothers end up being the models for the fashion show. And I thought that was really fun because that was like one of the first time I'd seen Emily and Lorelai really sort of bond and have a good time, like an honest to goodness good time. And I, I enjoyed watching that. Outside of like Friday night dinners yeah. settings too, yeah. It was funny because Lorelai made Emily be a model since she was like, well, she's going to make me do this. I'm going to make her be a part of it too. And she liked to make herself feel better. She called her and was like, mom, you're a model in it. Yeah, and totally dragged her into and it. And then they had to end up being the mother-daughter duo for the thing. And they had to wear the, the red suits, the Nancy Reagan suits, as Rory called them <laughs> later. And Emily was all into it. She was all doing her little dance. Yeah. And Lorelai was thinking, what she, the hell is she doing? Emily was working that catwalk, I tell you what. She <laughs> was having a lot of fun with it. So that was pretty funny. And then the head of the Booster Club, Ava, shows up to the Independence Inn early for the fashion show, sees Luke, is like, oh, who's that? He's hot. He's a hunk, yeah. (laughs) And so she's all falling all over him and everything. And then... Yeah, but when when she... uh, Ava asks Lorelai about him, and you could tell that... Lorelai was like, well, I don't know. You know, she just seemed kind of distant. But at the same time, you, you could tell that she realized that she didn't want Ava to be with Luke. You know what I mean? It's almost like she never even thought of Luke necessarily in that kind of role really before as like a boyfriend material. Right. Until somebody else is interested in him. Yeah. It was like almost like, well, if, she, you know, I can't have him, nobody else can. Totally, yeah. It's like it's like a kid that has a, you know, there's like a bunch of toys in like the, you know, inside the playpen and, you know, there's, it doesn't want to play with any of them until another kid picks it up and then all of a sudden it's mine, mine. You know, that, that's sort of the, the feeling I got from that. She hadn't thought of Luke as a boyfriend necessarily, you know, or as a, a love interest until this lady took an interest. But then afterwards, she sees them talking, and the next day she goes and talks to Luke and's like, will you please not date a Chilton mom? I don't think it'd be very good for our friendship. And he gets all pissed off, which I think he had the right to because she totally really ju- was butting in. Yeah, he was totally justified. It's not her business. And he... He was like, how dare you say that? You know, you really don't have the right to ask me that. And she's like, well, I thought that if the tables were turned and it was going to affect our friendship, I'd do the same. And they just got in a big fight about mm-hmm. it, you know. And then, then he reveals to her that they weren't actually chatting it up. He was giving her the directions to get out of town. And she was had always had to have the last word in as she, you know. Tells, tells him that his directions were wrong. And everybody knows it and slams the door and leaves the cafe. Yeah. And then in the meantime... Rory is gets her little initiation into the puffs where they grab her in the middle of the night, which, you know, there's a lot of college sororities that are known for 
kidnapping people in the middle of the night. Oh, yeah. Even though she knew about it because they had called her mom <laughs> ahead of time to make sure it's okay and to her, leave money on the table. Uh-huh. Her mom wised her to, to the whole kidnapping. And so she was she, like, why don't you put on some <laughs> lip gloss, brush your hair, and wear your cute cupcake pajamas, you know? Right. And then so <laughs> Paris comes into the house because they had obviously picked her up first. Or before Rory and comes in, it was like, her hair's all like in like three or four ponytails, right. crazy, and she's got like zit cream all over her face. <laughs> and then she's like, "So, is that how you wake? You know, is that how you normally look when you wake up?" <laughs> and she's Rory's like, "Oh yeah," and she's like, "Nothing is my life is fair," which Rory totally. Although she's a beautiful girl, she wouldn't necessarily look that perfect because she hadn't even been asleep yet, you know. Right, and so. she woke up, she's like, oh, what? What are you guys doing? I'm, I'm like, so surprised. Oh, what is this? Yeah, it's all fake. And they don't take her, them to, the girls to breakfast like Lorelai was told that they were. They end up taking them to Chilton. Maybe Break- they would have gone to breakfast afterwards. Maybe afterwards. If they hadn't gotten caught. Right. Which they did. But I guess it's a tradition for their initiation to break into the headmaster's office. Cause I they had breaking in. They had the keys. Well, it's definitely they unlawful to, entry. How about right. that? <laughs> then ring, like say this little Anne Sexton poem, ring the bell and three times. And, you know, Rory's all making fun of it, thinking that it's she lame. Just, yeah, she she's totally not is, into it. She no. didn't want to do it to begin with. And she's like, oh, this is so stupid. Yeah, she was rolling her eyes the whole time. It's different if you actually want to be in the organization. Like, like the Paris. initiations actually mean something, you know? Mm-hmm. And Paris tried to tell her that. She was like, I don't care if this is wrong. Because Rory wasn't wanting to go into the headmaster's office anyway. And Paris is like, well, maybe one day I'll wake up in a Disney movie and I'll be in your body. And then I'll realize that... Yeah, life's perfect, and I'll have little birds. And I'll be happy with myself again. (laughs) So she was totally making fun of Rory with that. And she was like, but, you know, some of us really want to do this, so just get out of my way. I'm going in there. And then as Rory's ringing the bell, Headmaster Charleston comes in and yells at all of them for doing that. And then Rory, which she's she's notorious for chewing him out or chewing out people at school, although she's not like that normally. No, she's very meek and mild, but when, when you push her. She'll give, she'll give you her, she'll speak her mind. So. She's like, this is ridiculous. She told me to get more involved. So what do I do? I sit down at lunch at a random table and Francie's all like random. Like, <laughs> Francie's one of the puffs. She's the head puff. Right. Oh, the head puff. Yeah. The president. <laughs> she can't believe that Rory didn't already know about the puffs and didn't want to be in their sorority from the get go. And, you know, Rory's like, you made me do this. So you can't punish me for doing what you told me to do. And he was like, well, Miss Gilmore, maybe we, you know, we're too early on assessing your situation. And so she ends up not even getting in trouble about it. Which so. is fair. Right. They didn't, I mean, no harm, no foul with that particular prank. They were ringing a bell. I think I'm really proud of her for standing up to right. him, though, because, you know. She, she had a valid point. Right. I give it to her. And then the next day at lunch, she's back at her old table sitting by herself. And then one of the other initiates... Which I guess they had done the same thing to her, told her, you need to get more, socialize more. And that's how she joined the Puffs as well. She sits down at the table with Rory, and they both put on their headphones and read the books. So just to back up, when they all got busted and had to call their parents, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to watch them all chronologically again to find this out. But I think that might have been the first time you find out that Paris's, you know, guardian is actually her nana. Her nanny. I think she's talked about her before, but uh, I don't think we've ever necessarily seen her. I know that, like at their high school graduation, she's the only one that comes. Her parents right. don't make it. That's but, so sad. But I think you know, for her to be you know re- reprimanded by the school and then have to be picked up by a parent, 
and the parents don't come, the housekeeper comes to pick you up. I think that that was, you know, something that they intended to show us there. It was subtle, but it was it was obvious to me. I don't know. Right, that that's who they call, and that's her main caretaker, mm-hmm. and her parents are really just there to front the money and stuff. Right. So that's got to suck for her. And I think that it can explain a lot of the way Paris, why Paris is the way she is, why she doesn't have a lot of friends, and why she is just out for number one and doesn't care about anybody else because that's pretty much all she's ever known. She's never had people actually care about her other than her nanny. So I think that was a good way to set the background for Paris's mm-hmm. lifestyle and her past. So Sure, at least that way when like graduation rolls around and you know her parents don't show up, it's just her nanny. You know, As a w- watcher of that entire season, you're not caught off guard by who that is. So it was a pretty good episode of overall. Lots of funny moments. I hope you guys liked it. I hope you watched along with it, too. And while you're listening, you're like, oh, yeah, I remember that and that. So I hope you guys really enjoyed it. Um, our trivia question this week is actually from this episode. And we might get some varying answers, but we're going to do the best we can with it. There were three guest stars in this episode that I recognized from other popular shows they may not necessarily be on the air anymore but or they might not have been on the air when this first aired but at one time or another these three guest stars were on other shows that were popular can you name the three stars the role they played in the episode and the show that they were on other than Gilmore Girls if you do that you will be the and you're the first one to answer correctly you will be the lucky winner and recipient of the season five dvd Awesome. And also, just as a reminder, put your subject line DVD so, so that as, as I filter through my emails, I can do that easily. So once we receive a, the correct answer and have a winner, we will post that on the website so that if you haven't had a chance to watch this episode or research the answer, you don't have to waste your time because you won't win since we'll already have one winner and we only have one winner per question. And then we will announce the winner. We're going to let the person know that they've won and going to mail out the DVD this week and put them... Our next podcast will announce the winner and what the answer was. Great. I'm excited. Next week, we're doing a character analysis of Lane. Sweet. Oh, and we're going to do, along with Lane, we're going to do the members of Hep Alien. Kind of as a group? Yeah. That's good. And Mrs. Kim. Oh, you just, throw her in there? Yeah, just because, you know, I think they all, like if you talk about Lane... You right. have to talk about them anyway, so I think it'll be good to talk about all of them together. And Very cool. So, if you have any favorite Lane, Mrs. Kim, or Hep Alien moments, email those to us this week, and maybe we'll include them in the show. Cool. My email address is Dave, D-A-V-E, at GilmoreGirlsPodcast.com. And I'm Alicia, A-L-I-C-I-A, at GilmoreGirlsPodcast.com. So, you can email us with DVD answers, suggestions or for Lane, and Mrs. Kim have alien scenes, or if you have any general questions that you'd like to ask us. But if you have any feedback that's not necessarily a question, you can just leave it on our website, GilmoreGirlsPodcast.com. Either leave a comment on this episode or go to the listener's feedback page. You can also always leave us a review in iTunes if you want. Right, and speaking of iTunes, I want to thank everybody for downloading the uh, Gilmore Girls podcast and also spreading the word about it. Uh, We've been getting thousands of listeners more a month than we normally have just by word of mouth and stuff we're gonna try and bump ourselves up to the top 10 in itunes and one of the only ways that we can do that is by having all the listeners that normally download via our website 
to go ahead and go into iTunes and subscribe that way. It'll automatically pull it down for you. It's really simple and you know, you don't necessarily have to have an iPod to listen to this podcast and use iTunes. We really enjoy using that. So, But uh, if you already listen in iTunes and you're just manually getting every episode yourself, go on and subscribe to it. That way it will, every time you open up iTunes and, up, and update your iPod, it will automatically load it on there for you so you don't even have to think about it. Right. And, and you'll get the episode sometimes earlier than it shows up in our listing of iTunes. That is very true. And also this will help us spread the word even more because if we can get into like the top 10 then we'll have that many more people that'll see it and say hey oh Gilmore Girls podcast I didn't even know there was one I love Gilmore Girls and then voila and the more popular we get the easier it'll be to get more interviews with other characters or actors and I'm working on two of those right now so stay tuned for more interviews with us until next week um, have a good week guys and thanks for listening Cooper. Puppy, 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 puppy. It's your theme song, Cooper.